something that's holy is something that's without defect. It's something that's complete. But it's a holy. It's something set apart. You know, it was a set apart time. In Galatians 4, 4, it says, In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son made of a woman, made under the law. And it goes on to say that we could be free from the curse of the law. It's, it was a holy night. It was, wasn't just something as holy talking about something that's religious as much as it's something that's set apart. You can go ahead and be seated. Thank you for being here to our family Christmas night. A lot of times we do a candlelight service on Christmas Eve, and, but this year we just want to do something a little bit different. We're going to take communion tonight. And so we have all of our children with us, our youth, and so it's good, good to have everyone in one place tonight. And so you have your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Such, a, such an amazing celebration and, and for all we know really Christmas when Jesus was born was probably in the spring. You know, um, based on different things that are going on, it wasn't necessarily our timetable of December 25th. You know, that's just when we, that's when we celebrate it. Um, you know, and I, and I think it's something that we, we celebrate Christ all the time, right? It's, uh, but it's, it's such a good, a good thing that we celebrate this time of year and uh, with one another as, as families. And uh, in understanding the Christmas story, you've heard me say this. You know, year after year, that the Christmas story is about gifts given and gifts received. And here in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall rest upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. The thing about it, he would be called the Prince of Peace. There's no, no, no greater, I think, thing that we need in our lives than anything else besides this element of peace. You know, our, our world today needs peace. I'm about you, but I need peace. I, I, you know, I, I, my family needs peace. You need peace. Uh, you know, the United States of America needs peace. And I tell you, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Now, if we go back a couple of chapters, Isaiah chapter 7, and I'm not going to keep you too long tonight. Maybe some of the last famous words of a pastor. <laughs> One more closing. <laughs> so he's the Prince of Peace. He's wonderful. He's mighty God. He's everlasting Father. And here in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign, and behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, this word Emmanuel, we, we see this also in Matthew chapter 1, verse 25, when, when the angel is, uh, is, is ministering to, to Joseph and saying that he shall be called Jesus and he should be called Emmanuel. And we know what Emmanuel means, right? What, what does Emmanuel mean? God with us, right? So he's God with us, Emmanuel. So this isn't just a name of God, but it is also the heart of God. So Emmanuel is a name that's given to Jesus, meaning God with us, but it's also the heart of the Father, that he desires to be with his creation. The whole point of sending Jesus 
through a virgin Mary was to the point that he could get back relationship. So we could once again, so once again, he could be the God that's with his creation. And this is the heart of the father. And this is the heart of the Christmas story. And it's, and, and it's an amazing story. But the bottom line of the Christmas story, it's about God being reunited with his creation. When Adam and Eve fell in the garden, they missed the mark. There was this separation that was taking place. And, and what happened was it ripped God's heart out, so to speak, because this was his prized possession, humanity. So the whole point of bringing Jesus back and said he will be Emmanuel, meaning God with us, meaning once again, God will be reunited with that relationship with his creation. That's the whole point of why Jesus came. Wasn't so one day we could say, hey, we're going to go to a place where streets are made of gold. And there's a there's a gate with one pearl that covers the whole gate. And we can talk about the wonders of heaven. But the bottom line of uh, of descending Jesus was so we could be back to back in relationship with God. So the name Emmanuel is 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 a name for God, but it's also the heart of God. God desiring to be with his creation. Let's go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. So these good tidings, this good news of great joy, that's for all people, all people. Verse 11, for unto, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior. Wow. A savior, man, I bet you, I need a savior. I needed a savior. You know, that word savior isn't just isn't just from the standpoint of, like I said, going to heaven one day. But the word savior means one that's a deliverer, one that's a healer, one that's a restorer, one that makes things new. Which is, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you that you shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of a heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Goodwill towards men. God's, God's desire for all mankind is good. His plan for you is good. His desire is for you is for good. Verse 15, and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the, excuse me, and the shepherd returned, listen, glorifying God and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. Now, it's in all the things that they had heard and seen 
as it was told them. Now, a number of years ago, I was reading a book. Um, it was by a gentleman that was looking at the Christmas story from a Jewish perspective. And, and he, he was talking about this, and it really intrigued me. So I got in and researched it myself and, and looking at this because it said they talked about all the things that they had seen and the things they heard. Well, what did they hear? What did they hear? It said that they should find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That was the, you should find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. What was the big deal by being wrapped in swaddling clothes? What's significant about a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes? Why didn't it say he'd be wrapped in a cloth? Now, if you look at the New Living Translation, it defines it this way. It says that find a babe wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Now, it's interesting that this word, we think of swaddling clothes and we think of, you know, Annette got to go see her, her granddaughter and, and, and she likes to, you know, her, we call her Flo. We call her Flo. Her name's Florin. Florin? Florin? I think it means flower, I think, in some language. But, um, <laughs> but um, we, I call her Flo. You know, I said, if they come out twins, I'm going to call one Flo and the other one Ryder. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, my, sorry. Sorry. Bad joke. <laughs> But anyway, so she went, she went, and, and Flo does not like her hands. Flo wants to keep her hands up here and she wants to move them. But, but grandma, you know, swallowed her and she couldn't move her hands. <laughs> and, and, and so anyways, I don't know why I'm telling you that story, but I guess the swaddle. But, but the point is, is we think of this swaddling cloth and we think of this, this baby in this, just, just wrapped tightly in this blanket, all cute and, and, and all that, but you have to understand this word swaddling cloth, it's, it's something interesting. It's not the way that you and I would see a blanket, it's strips of cloth. It's actually the same kind of cloth that when you see Lazarus being raised, raised from the dead, and, 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 and Lazarus, he goes to, they, they tell the people with Lazarus, and he go and says, you know, go unloose him and unbound him. See, these strips of cloth weren't something that was just a, a thing. It was something significant. It was something in their time that was actually, they were looking at and they saw it. And they said they saw a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth. So in their time as being shepherds and living as nomads and going one, for, one place to another, you would only wrap swaddling cloth in someone that was dead. So it's interesting in the fact that, that we see Jesus as he's even in the, in the manger and he's wrapped in swaddling cloth. He's, he's depicting and foreshadowing the fact of why he came would be to die for humanity. It wasn't just a cute little blanket. But it was something that, that you know, they were on a long journey. And see, the long journey, you know, because, you know, they had robbers, they had different things. And so, so they would carry things with them if they had need of things. And those things were, if they found things on the side of the road or they found someone, they would wrap those things around them. So this was something significant. And it was interesting. It says, let us go back and see the things that we had heard and seen. Because it was something significant. It wasn't just seeing a babe wrapped in a, in a blanket. But it was seeing this child that was born, that would be the savior of the world. He was born to die. Matthew chapter 1, just read 2. Thank you, Father. 
Matthew 1, 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then it's Timothy. You can make note of this. Timothy 1, 15. 1 Timothy 1, 15. First Timothy one fifteen says, "This is a faithful saying and worthy of all except, exception that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief." See, the whole point that Jesus was born was to die. That's 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 the that's the sum of the Christmas story. Understanding that he was a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. But ultimately, he was born to die on behalf of each one of us. That's the amazing story. That's the amazing significance of the Christmas story that he was born to die. Because as I receive him, I receive life. The Christmas story is about giving life to all humanity. Let me close with this in Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah 54. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the God that's with us. The God that's with us, and He is yet the Prince of Peace, then peace is available. The peace of God is available to you. The peace of God is available to your loved ones. The peace of God is, is it's not something that that we have to earn it's something we receive, the peace of God. The peace of God. The, the shalom of God. The peace of God. Isaiah 54, for the sake of time, I'm just going to look at verse 10. It says, For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed he says, but my kindness shall not depart from you. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, says the Lord, that hath mercy on you. Now think about that. It says, mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but yet my kindness will not depart from you. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, says the Lord, that hath mercy on thee. His mercy on thee. His mercy is his love and compassion for you. And the whole reason Jesus was born was because of his, of God's amazing love towards you. His amazing love towards me. And here he says, my kindness, I won't, I won't remove it. My kindness will not depart. I, I, it doesn't matter what you may have done in 2021. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you might have faced. I want you not to know that his kindness will not depart from you. And then it says, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, says the Lord that has mercy on thee. This peace is, this is his covenant with you and me. Covenant is a big deal with God. I'm telling you, we, when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, when, G, when Jesus was born in the manger in a swaddling cloth, it was covenant being put into place. Covenant. God has covenanted. And Jesus was the sacrifice that ratified that covenant. 
so we could have this covenant of peace, this covenant of wholeness, peace, peace in our minds, peace within our emotions, peace in our physical bodies, peace when we lay our head down at night. The Christmas story is about God establishing a covenant of peace for you and for me. So gentlemen, that's, if you can serve. Now when they pass the thing comes by, take two cups, the, the you know, two cups, there's, yeah, the body and the blood there, two cups. Thank you, Father. A covenant of peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Our prayer for you during this Christmas season is that the peace of God would surround about you. The peace of God would fill your homes. The peace of God would strengthen you. The peace. His peace. The nothing missing, the nothing broken. The peace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father. You know, as we take as we take communion, we are we are partaking of and remembering covenant. The body and the blood of Jesus. The body and the blood of Jesus. You know, this is something that we too often do it in, in a religious manner. And when I say that, I, I say that from a standpoint of, of we're doing something without having faith in what we're doing. Right. Oh, it's what's well, just the Christian thing to do, or it's just the, you know, we, we take of a cracker and we take of the juice and we leave it there. But you no, know, Jesus said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Don't, don't take it lightly. Don't look at the cracker and the juice as this religious formality. There's, no, there's, there's not power in the, in the cracker and the juice. Just as there's no power in the water that you go under in the waters of baptism. It's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's what it represents. It's, the, it's, the, it's having faith in what it means and what it represents. And, and this represents the covenant that Jesus ratified for us. I'm so grateful that, that I didn't have to come tonight with some bulls and some goats tonight. I, I'm so grateful that Jesus took his blood and he poured it out on the mercy seat for you and for me. This, you know, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, it says, The blood of Jesus has brought me near. I, I can come close to 
Emmanuel, the God that's with me. He's, you know, this, this whole aspect of covenant was to bring me into right relationship with him. It's to bring me into close communion with him. So don't look at this as something religious. Look at it as something as life-giving. You know, there's times where I've had sickness in my body and I've taken communion and received healing. There's times where I've missed the mark and I missed it big time. And, and I had to come to the communion table and say, Lord, I, I want to bring this situation. I want to bring this action. I want to bring this attitude to your table, Lord. And, 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 and I don't, I don't want to have that attitude, Lord. I, I don't want to, I don't want that attitude to, to continue to, um, keep portraying in my life or keep going forward in my life. I, I want, I want, I want that out of my life and coming to the communion table. And, and it's a place where you leave that. It's, it's a place where you, you receive forgiveness, but it's also a place where you can forgive others. It's a place where, where you receive things. It's a place where you release things. So as, we, as, we, as we're closing out this year, and we'll, we'll take communion as we get into the first part of the year, but, 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 but tonight, as, we, as we're celebrating what Jesus came to do, just let's take a moment and release things. But at the same time, receive what Jesus made available. Maybe you need healing in your body tonight. As you take communion, believe that the stripes that Jesus took upon his back was for your healing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. Your body. Thank you for the stripes that were laid upon your back. Thank you that you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with those stripes, we were made whole. I thank you for the body of Jesus. Thank you that the body represents the bread of life. And as we take communion tonight, we are receiving of the bread of life. We're receiving the forgiveness. We're receiving the peace. We're receiving the strength. Thank you for your body that was broken. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross so that we didn't have to. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And we receive of his body, take of his body in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for the blood. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the good tidings of great joy. I have great joy tonight because of the great tidings of what's been fulfilled, what's taken place, and what's happened. I'm not waiting for something to happen. It's already happened. And I'm thanking, I'm so thankful for the, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cries out mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. We receive of your mercy, Father. And we take of his blood. Jesus said, as often you do it, do it in remembrance of me. We take of his blood.
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, come, let us... Help me out, Cassie. <laughs> let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore covenant of peace that surrounds us, your covenant of peace that keeps us, watches over us. I thank you, Lord, that Annette and I, as their pastors, we pray, Lord, that your peace of God, your peace would be evident in their lives, in their homes, in this Christmas season. Thank you for great joy to fill their homes and great peace to fill their homes. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can remain standing. We're not going to receive an offering tonight. And if you want to give, you can leave it with the ushers when you leave. But I just want you to know how much much we love you and and how much we want to tell you Merry Christmas. And... um, we believe that 2022 is going to be an amazing year. Amen. And um, excited about all that God has in front of us. Amen. And I believe in the midst of chaos, in the midst of turmoil, Amen. I want you to hold on to the fact that we have a covenant of peace. Jesus. A covenant of peace. Amen. Peace is yours. It's yours. It's, it's mine. Amen. The world didn't, Jesus said the world didn't give it. World didn't, the world didn't give it. He says, my peace I leave with you. John fourteen twenty seven. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. So lay hold of that peace. It's yours. As children of God, that peace is yours. Amen. Amen. This Sunday we will have service at 10 a.m. Also, just, uh, you know, we'll start the new year on January 3rd. We're doing first things first, and we're going to be, uh, the church will be open from 633 to 733, and we're going to pray 
Uh, we'll pray for an hour. If you, if you can't make it here and just set aside that time to pray, we'll also be going through uh, the Gospels. It's about four chapters a day in that 21-day period. Um, and some other things that we'll talk about in, in the next couple of weeks. Um, but other than that, think of anything else? Amen. Other than that, we love you all. God bless. Merry Christmas. And don't forget, give him Jesus. You're dismissed. <laughs>